getting strung up in somebody's tree, getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did. But now you might want to come out here and put some belts on us. But the only belts we gonna be wearing around here is a tag team belt. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out my car. I slipped and fell. It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geeks up here. It's one fall to a finish brought to you by World So Loud. I'm Waylon, a.k.a. Very Upset. Alongside my host, as always, Star, how are you? I'm devastated. Me too. Very, very devastated. If you haven't heard, um, we lost a real one. We lost New Jack. And I took this one hard. Um, New Jack is one of my favorites, will always be one of my favorites. And, you know, he had the heart attack, apparently, and he, he couldn't kick out. That's just, that's not right. It just isn't. You know, we all know the, the lifestyle that that Jack lived. I would have, I don't know if it's a heart attack, it could have been a blood clot. You know, it could have been a number of things, but I just... I'm taking this one hard. Especially since New Jack is one of the the guys in professional wrestling that not a lot of people will stand up for. You know, for a number of reasons. And <laughs> yes, for a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs love, though. No matter I've how never, wild you are. I've never had an issue with anything New Jack did. And, and even from a professional standpoint, and I, I know we're talking about a guy who has legitimately stabbed, <laughs> um, has legitimately lacerated, and in the case of poor Gypsy Joe, you know, just basically mugged a guy. It happens. It does happen. It's real. That is real. People get stabbed and mugged. And lacerated every day. New Jack beat up a 170-year-old guy. I mean, what was Gypsy Joe doing out there anyways? Yeah, I don't think these people understand. You got out there with New Jack. You kind of already knew you were gambling with your safety. And in the case of Hunter Red, I mean, he went out there not knowing a wrist lock from a wristwatch and (laughs) tried to get a little squirrely with Jack right off the bat and... 
Once again, you knew what you were getting yourself into. You you knew it. In the case of mass transit, you got a 16-year-old kid who's barely had any training, let alone any experience. He's just a big dude, and he wants to get color. Oh, New Jack, you'll get color. And technically, shouldn't you be 18 and over to even be able to participate in something that involves New Jack? Once he's out there bleeding to death, yeah, that's what his dad's saying. Did his dad sign at the paper? I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? It's ECW. You Uh, need a body out there. That is true. And in the case of of mass transit, just like Hunter Red, it may be, you know, not in the ring, try to get squirrely with him, but backstage he's getting squirrely with him when they're talking about the match. He's trying to get his shit in. Yet that does not work for the, no, uh uh-uh. You know what I mean? He's not up there trying to soak in any knowledge. Because believe it or not, what people say about New Jack, in my opinion, is false. He could give you knowledge if you if you wanted it. If you truly knew how to ask for it with respect for what he could do and what he knew. I mean, it, it, the garbage wrestling thing, like, I, I, I don't buy that because he started out in USWA, Smoky Mountain, and I've seen some of his matches, and I mean... We're not talking about, he he wasn't Tony Charles, but he he knew his way around the ring, you know, and the reason he didn't get any further than the, than the, the ceiling he hit was just because of how real he kept it. He refused to change. He kept it real all the time. When John Cena, they had the angle that Cena got stabbed. They They ended up having it Carlito and his bodyguard, whatever. But according to New Jack, that was offered to him. Hmm. They approached him and was like, you know, hey, maybe we could work this out. And um, once again, New Jack kept it real. <laughs> and and I, and you know how the, you know how it works. It's, you know, some guy comes up in there and and he keeps it real, real fast. Once he's out of the room. Or off the phone, just out of the the equation right there. Yeah. The little mouths start running in the street theater is all about none of what you hear and half of what you see. And that applies in that. Because just just because you got Paul E there going to bat for you, yeah, Jacks are going to die. That honestly, sadly, is not going to help you much. That actually is going to go against you. You think so? I think Paul E works for Paul e at all times. Right, You're, I'm not going to debate that. Paulie's legacy is Paulie, right? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't want it to be ECW. That's not my legacy. <laughs> my tribal chief is my legacy. Oh, I'm in love now. Oh, no, I'm not even going there. No. <laughs> yeah, right? Drooling. Ugh. But Jack kept it real. In the ring, My he's right up there on my top. And I always catch flack for that. Like, New Jack? Even you've given me grief about my love of New Jack. Just because he's a little wild, but granted, I mean, I do like the violence. I'm a violent, like, I will tell you right off the back, okay, what kind of match are we watching? First Blood. I want to see somebody bleed. Someone needs to bleed. And New Jack is right at the top of that because somebody's going to bleed, whether it's somebody or himself. And let's let's get real here. 
in New Jack's matches, yes, sure, he's bladed people, he's stabbed people, he's done all these heinous things. I see New Jack bleed more than anybody else in New Jack <laughs> matches. And that and that's me keeping it real. Yeah. When New Jack dives off of the top rope to the outside, when New Jack dives off of the stairs, when New Jack dives off the balcony, when New yeah. Jack's up there in the lighting rig and the trussing, he, when he's on a scaffold, well, maybe not in the scaffold situation, poor Vic Grimes, but hey, you know mm. what? He had it coming to. <laughs> but when he's up there and he's falling and he's diving, he's getting hurt too. Yeah, yeah, he is. And the and sometimes he's hitting that diving headbutt. Sometimes it's not a splash. Sometimes he's aiming with the shoulder in the head. Oh, that's just dangerous. And he kept it real. And I'm throwing it up right now. If there was a video version, you would see it. Yes, you are. New Jack, rest in peace, man. Condolences to his family yeah. and his friends. Mm-hmm. Condolences to everybody that's going to miss New Jack. Yeah. There's a lot of sad hearts today. I'll never get to put New Jack over in that match that I have planned out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, that I, I've told you about this one. Oh, my God. Now I really will be a fantasy. I would have showed everybody that New Jack could out-wrestle you. And that's some, the, 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 the heel with chicken shit out powder and getting the New Jack's trash can and try to beat him at his own game. Yeah, out-wrestle you without his gimmicks, without his weapons. Mm-hmm. Ass over tea kettle right over the top rope. <laughs> Heat with the fans. Come back in. Do it all over again. I want to jump into a little, a little side note here that I kept up here in my head. I tried very hard. And, and you might have been the inspiration for this, but I tried very hard to watch Monday Night Raw. No, no that I was at fault for that. <laughs> and in all honesty, I couldn't do it. One hour out of three. I made it one hour. You can't say you couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. And it was my idea. I could. One hour. Mm -mm. The flagship program of the World Wrestling Entertainment. One hour I made it through. And that's crazy. In my opinion. In a bad way, crazy? Like. Well, you know, they get a lot of viewers. I don't know how. I think I know how. You fall asleep. If they can put you to sleep within the first 20 or 30 minutes of the program. It still counts. The channel's still on your television set. That counts as a rating. That is true. Just put them to sleep. That is completely true. And what if you've got small children that fall asleep while they're in your arms and you're cradling them? Oh, just put on Monday Night Raw. The children fall asleep. They do. They absolutely do. Monday Night Geritol. Knocked out. I was making dinner and I was ready to go to sleep. Nope, nobody's eating tonight. It's time to go to sleep. Take a nap. So I'm no longer 50-50 on AEW. Which I'm, I'm very happy. After watching that brutal hour of Monday Night Raw mm. and almost going to sleep, mm. I was watching Dynamite and I was like, you know what? I don't think I wanted to to contribute negative energy towards something that I do want to, to see succeed. That's good. Do I like all of it? No. 
I, I sadly I think that's good too because if you liked it all the time then as soon as they make a mess up you're not gonna like it I like the little mixture of oh this is good or oh this is just crap do I like their psychology do I like most of the individual's psychology no and that's an issue but to sit there and contribute negative energy in that direction is not going to help no it's not going to help these guys. It's not going to. It's not going to help me when I think about it and when I when I when I watch it. And if somebody hears this, and and they are on the fence about it, and they hear somebody say, "Well, now this is the shits," and they go, "Well, you know what? Probably is the shits." Yeah, it's basically going to teeter them towards the lower part of it. And not saying that my opinion counts like that or anything, but if if I was on the fence about something. And some some random guy came up and was like, hey, dude, MJF's a piece of shit. I'd look, whoa, you know what? I think you're right, because I was on the fence about that. Yep. <laughs> how did you know I was thinking that, buddy? All right. That's usually how that goes. Someone can say something, and then when you see it or you already have that feeling, eh, you know what? It's not even worth kind of debate about it. No, they suck. So with that in mind, we're heading into the Dynamite Review. Mm. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, let me clear, let me clear my my stuff here. <coughs> I want to hit my best Justin Roberts there. John <laughs> Maxley. Yeah. Okay, we're not doing that again. <laughs> uh, well, are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. What about when Moxley comes out next time? Can I do it again? No, absolutely not. Well, no, you got to do his new theme song. Oh, Wild Thing. Yeah, you got to do the Wild Thing. See, I didn't know if that was a throwback <laughs> to Major League and, you know, Ricky Mays, Hayes, and, you know, the the Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. I, it doesn't match his, his wild side or, I don't say Wild Thing, that's great, but it still doesn't, it's... It it furthered my opinion of him being the maintenance man. Oh my god! Because I, I, the way he's dressed and the way he acts in his promos, I can see him coming out with a pipe wrench or maybe even a pair of vice grips, you know, and some 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 water threading tape in his pocket. Damn, the he's tape. A, yeah, right. And he's got the the you know little pencil in his pocket just in case he's gonna write something down on a piece of wood. You know, yeah man you know what the underneath part of your sink there's some corrosion on there As, and, and see you know what I'm corroded myself you oh, know? God. and I can hear Wild Thing playing in his maintenance truck the old beat up 1952 pickup truck that's all rusted out oh I would not be hiring him no. and Sons Plumbing and Sons does he even have a son no he's the son you oh, know, like he inherited oh, the business you know <laughs> I'm the son of a plumber. Um, Just don't... Wait, what? <laughs> that's Cody. <laughs> He's the grandson of a plumber. That would be Dusty Rhodes that's the son of a plumber. Okay. Yeah, no, that is true. Sorry. <laughs> we haven't got to that segment yet. Yeah, no. We're still fixing the sink here. <laughs> so, Attempting to fix the sink. So he's got Wild Thing playing in his maintenance truck <laughs> while he's in here trying to get the correct size fitting for my, my sink because he says the bottom's corroded, so... <laughs> whatever that means you know you're not buying this no, no i'm buying it i see it 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. i hate to say it because i love moxley but i can see it lately 
His attire, his attitude. I can see him. I don't see him fixing the sink at all. <laughs> no. My, my buddy's going to bring in the rest of the tools right now. And oh, that's he's going to eat Eddie all the food. Comes in, right? <laughs> and Eddie's got the PVC pipe ready to go. And it's the old style where you got to put the glue on it. Oh. And when you fit it together, Eddie's like, John, I'm working as fast as I can, bro. Okay? <laughs> Get out of my face. Okay? <laughs> I'm asking them, you know, and I expect this too. I'm asking them, hey, um, how much is it going to cost? And they look at each other, ah, a couple 12 packs. Yeah, exactly. Roll a joint, bro. <laughs> let's, let's, let's blaze one. Throw one in the air, bro. Mox, hey, man. Hey, hey. You got a little toot, bro? Oh, God. <laughs> Could I hit a rail over here, bro? It's like, come on, guys. You're a bunch of redneck plumbers. Fuck out of my house. Yes. <laughs> That's just terrible. Oh, man. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> your IWGP United States champion, John Moxley, takes on Blue Justice, Yuji Nagata. And you're not familiar with Yuji Nagata. No. And sadly, the version of Yuji Nagata that you got to see the, and get to, to uh, absorb the Yuji Nagata experience, I'm sorry. It, it, it's Yuji Nagata in his older form. And I know he said he wanted to wrestle till he was 170 like Gypsy Joe. But I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm trying my hardest not to make an opinion based off that because you've told me a lot about him. I just haven't seen it yet. So I'm just like, I don't think, I think he should have stayed on the outside, honestly. I'm not completely familiar with Yuji Nagata's body of work outside the United States, but I was a good diehard watcher of all of WCW's programming. I got to see him and like they liked everybody loves to bring up the Ultimo Dragon Yuji Nagata fights. Whatever, great, good. But you got to see the old version. A, a, a perfect, a perfect comparison here is Chris Jericho, because you got to see Chris Jericho in his younger ish yes. years. You say ish? Yes. Well, I mean, you didn't see him back in WCW, but I mean, you seen him in during the um, what would we call it, the later stages of the ruthless aggression era with John Cena. Was that when he had the freaking ponytail on his forehead? Or on his own time. No, you didn't see him then. You got to experience Chris Jericho when he was in his I'm Conquering the World in a Flashy Jacket. Oh, okay. The Y2K. No, no, no. Y2J is when he debuted. Really? Yes. Well, I've seen that too. There was a playoff of the Y2K thing. Yeah, yeah. He debuts on the Monday Night Raw before New Year's. Everybody thought that the computers were going to shut down because it went double zero. Oh, my God. And then the only thing was, is Chris Jericho was breaking the walls down. <laughs> yeah, that's like the latest. Uh, I don't know if that's the latest I've seen him, but anytime I think of first seeing him, it's always that. Because I was just disappointed. One, the world didn't end. And two, who? <laughs> I've showed you a lot of archival footage. Yes, yes, you have. And so now seeing him, yeah, it's he's come a long way. He's fell so far. I was about to say, I don't know if that's up or down. <laughs> he's fell so far, but he's an older guy, you know? He is. And, and that's the same thing about Yuji Nagata. I give him credit because he's out there. He still has that passion. He still wants to do Yuji it. Nagata? Yes. Yes. Not good. Yeah. I right. give him credit because he busted open Moxley's cheek with one of them little elbows. Okay, he was hitting him with those little elbows, it, like actually hitting him. In strong style. Yes. Which is, okay, follow me on this one. In strong style, it is contact. There's not as much pulling. Now, this is supposed to be sanctioned IWGP United States 
championship match. Yeah. So you expect Moxley to do strong style. You would. He was getting a little upset with him because his stuff was light. So he's giving it to him like he's giving him the Iggy by hitting him. Like I think he felt bad because he's an older man. It doesn't matter. I, I know this. Eugene Nagata thinks he's Gypsy Joe. New Jack would have fucking whooped his ass. Like, he would have been yeah. like, you know what? You busted my little cheek open? All right, we're going out in the crowd now. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Where's Pineapple Pete? You're definitely not making it to 100 years old. Where's Cheeseburger? <laughs> Let me bust somebody over your head. I, but I do. I think he, he maybe not was afraid to hurt him, but like that respect... But at the same time, that style of match for the belt, like it should, you're going to have to hit him. Like you needed to hit him back. Like, But he wasn't. He was giving him the fluff job. I will say that Yuji Nagata showed everybody how you're supposed to take the paradigm shift. Yes. For the first time ever, I actually seen how it was supposed to go. That is how you're supposed to take the double arm DDT unless you want to risk permanent damage to your spinal column and the base of your skull from compression. Oh, well, I didn't hurt myself. You spiked yourself, Kenny Omega. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like maybe you get lucky once or twice and your shoulders are able to connect with the guy's arm and this keeps you from compressing your neck completely down. But hey, one of those times your forehead's going to stick out a little too far and that's what you're going to land on is your forehead. Over time, you're just hurting yourself more and more. So every time you do it, like you said, all it's going to take is that one time. Mm -hmm. One, because your stuff's already bruised. It's maybe it's been torn, pulled the wrong way. It's just waiting to happen. And the impact was there. Even though he cut the the front flip, the old somersault, out of it, the impact was still there. Yeah. Especially on the aerial view. When they showed the replay, it still connected. There was still a legitimate look to it as if, wow, this old man just died. Yeah. Like, see, I'm, I seen it and I felt dumb because of all the other ones I've seen. I thought it was, oh, that's bad. Oh, 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 almost like that referee. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But yeah. No, that was how it's supposed to be done. And I was still like, oh, why is that old man in there? Oh, dear God. No, (laughs) because it looked and honestly, it went through the way it was supposed to. They both were able to do it, even though Moxley was being a little fluff on it. But they still got it done. Well, moving along. Guess who's looking to get it done? Who's looking to get it done? The inner circle's looking to get it done because we cut backstage to the inner circle where Sammy... Ends it with the famous line, give us our match or we'll put you in your grave. What? Isn't it your bedtime, Sammy? <laughs> Uh-oh. Sammy's going to get grounded. Like, seriously. Someone needs to ground that fool straight out. Well, you think they're going to get their match? Yeah. They're going to get that rematch? They will. All right. One way or another. We're going to find out if they get that rematch because Jericho's hurt. So Sammy's taking over the reins tonight. I don't know how he got to take over the reins. Because he can remember. (laughs) You know, Hager's been hitting the head a few times. When he talks, you can tell that when he gets going on a good one, he's like, you know, I'm here. I'm Jake Hager. Um, (laughs) All right. So, I'm here, and what I'm here to do is break somebody in half. And you, he realizes, what we realize all at the same time, isn't that what you do? Don't you just show up and break people in half? He's, He's a like, big guy. 
So don't think that I came here for anything else than to break your face. And then he has to stop. MJF. <laughs> punk ass. Bitch. That's everybody's favorite word now. Yeah. I'm going to come through with the Hager bomb and shots of Hager, Meister. And then, <laughs> and then the team of Sammy Hager. Sammy Hager. We can't drive 55. We're hot, sweet, and sticky. Ew. Rock candy. I'm like, okay. So, put, Mr. Put Sammy back on. <laughs> Mr. Swagger, can we script your lines, please? Can we not give him lines? You're the muscle. You just sit there and flex. That's it. Make mean faces with your beard. Make mean faces with your beard, man. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. So, yeah, that's why we give Sammy the mic. Oh, I hate because Sammy. he can remember things like who he's fighting. And remember things like where they're at. And remember things like what he just said. And remember things like what they asked him to say. And well, he hasn't been beaten up enough. That's what the problem is. Oh, Someone yeah. needs to kick that candy ass. Well, I can't, you know, I can't remember. And this is bad. But I'm going to make it a point to remember that Ortiz is the smaller guy. He's got the longer hair. And he gets crazy. Okay, they both kind of get crazy, though. It's in his eyes, though. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, in his, it's in his eyes, man. He, he gets crazy. You can tell. It's in his eyes. So, we're at your favorite spot now. This is the Cody Rhodes spot. Okay, why? Did, no. <laughs> so, Cody Rhodes comes out. And you know what? I didn't know it was hard times. But apparently it's hard times. <laughs> and I didn't know that he'd been in the gutter eating the pork and beans and then wine to dine with the queens and the kings. I had no idea, if you will. And I had no idea that Cody Rose was going to come out here and try to work that patent that he's trying to get. That American dream patent, baby. Because apparently the WWE doesn't own it and Cody been trying to get it. But then it's too many loopholes to jump through, baby. <laughs> he got the American Nightmare. But he doesn't have the American dream. So I'm questioning, is he really going to just do it for one night only just to say he did it, just to pay homage? Or is this the step he's going to take to start establishing himself as the American dream as for a portfolio and a body of work to bring to the United States patent and say, look, I am the American dream. It I'm selling go- T-shirts. I'm selling uh Whatever the hell else he sells. Neck tattoos. <laughs> I'm selling. No, neck tattoo covers. Oh, covers neck to tattoo cover covers. Because ain't nobody want to see that. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I sell merchandise. Let me tell you this an American dream, baby. Mortgage. Exactly. T- oh, sorry, Conrad. Ties, you know, blazers. That kind of blazer. But I, was, I think it may be both things. that he. I don't think he really wants to do it for one night. But if he can get that portfolio going, like, why not have that since it is part of his family? That's like his family's legacy, even though I I have my opinions on freaking his latest that he is, a, 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 what did he say? He was Mexican at one point? Well, his picture was featured on the Ring of Honor Hispanic Heritage it's Banner. Hispanic. I, wanted to, I didn't want to say Mexican. I wanted to say Hispanic. Yes. Which I don't think he is, so it makes me question. Well, I've seen a picture of his mother, and his mother looked like Karen. Yeah. I wanted to speak to my manager. <laughs> that was the first Karen. And I've seen his father. And unless that splotch on the side of him came from Spain, I'm not exactly sure where Cody Rhodes. I mean, I haven't looked up his his ancestry. I mean, we've seen I his brother too. I haven't swabbed him. I don't think they have the same mother. 
if you will. Oh, so I think that I think that Cody's mother, Karen, <laughs> is Cody's mother, but Dustin's mother did not want to be around the American dream, if you will. No. So we don't see too many pictures of Dustin's mother. Maybe he is. I don't know. But then I would and then I would question if he's truly in the Hispanic heritage, why did Alex Abrahantes have to <laughs> translate to him exactly. what Penta had said? Oh, I hate him. But yes, that makes exact like you would have known. You would have known exactly what Penta said. So Penta had insulted him in Spanish. Cody should have reacted instantly like, you, don't you tell me nothing like that. Exactly. Even and if then, he doesn't speak And it. then when Alice goes to say, Penta, he says, shut up. I understood what he said. That, so that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect if he was actually. And then he could have, you know, popped his little bow tie right there. <laughs> and then told us he's going to double or nothing to be the American dream. If you will. See, what he doesn't understand is he's getting himself into a bad situation here because I understand what the American dream was all about. And I understand that there is no money to be made in Coded Rose beating down that big nasty Anthony Gogo dancing doll. He ain't got nothing to do with no American dream. Exactly. The American dream is making money. And there ain't no money in that. No. The money is in the American dream getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 go go just the man to do the beating, if you will, in public. Yeah, I don't think Cody. He's gonna knock Cody's that. muffler out. Is what's gonna happen. Oh dear! Oh no! He's gonna punch him so hard right in the gut that Cody's muffler is gonna fly right out of his trunks, out into Daly's place or wherever the hell double, double or nothing is. Oh gross! And we're gonna watch it sail out right over the wall like Bruce Mitchell. <laughs> right over the top of the wall to the to the parking lot, oh, out there God. with the tailgaters peddling them rags. They gonna sell it as a rag. <laughs> That's the types of rags he's into. I'm so sorry, sorry, Bruce. We're gonna move on here because I I don't know what else to say about Cody. He tried his best. It's, he said that his child is going to have dual identities. His beautiful black child, his beautiful white child. That's called mix, dude. You ain't got to get all into it. I don't, I don't, that was too much for me. That was, I don't know if he was trying to get sympathy. I don't know what he was trying to do, but I just know like it was just too much. And this is coming from parents of mixed children, by the way. We're yes. not just talking from an uneducated standpoint here. I would never think of our kids like, oh, she's a white and a black bitch. She's mixed. She can argue with anybody. Okay, doesn't matter what doesn't matter what race you are, you can argue with anybody. You could be no race, you could be all the races, you can be freaking off off the moon. You can argue with everybody. That was unnecessary for him to bring that in. That's like what the announcers who like to be like, Oh, two black females. Why do we gotta be black? Why can't they just be two females? Two strong females, two empowered females. It goes under that line. Sometimes little words are just too much. Not necessary. The little tiny words. The little tiny words. That's all that it is. You could you could still make the same point of what you're trying to get out without having to throw certain things in there. That's just my opinion as a black female. And my opinion is that Cody should just shut the fuck up. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. How about you just lay the fuck out on all this and just get beat up by Anthony Agogo? And come out dressed up like the British Bulldog next time. <laughs> Why don't you just give it to your brother? And Let wear him his take shit. It. 
no, nah, I come out in the Union Jack, like Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid. Right on the ass of my trunks, right there. There's your British flag. And I take it the Rick, the Rick Rude way and have somebody airbrush my tights. Oh, and have yeah, Anthony Agogo go, yeah. knock the fuck out on my tights. <gasps> Beat the fuck up by the British Bulldog looking Cody Rhodes. Bam! See, and it would match his tattoo. It would match his tattoo. His tattoo has the American flag. I know, but still, it's all red, white, and blue, basically. Oh, well. And all the color schemes would go together. He could. He could, by the way. He should come out as the Mexican dream. That's what he should do. Because you can't trademark the American dream. But nobody's trademarked the Mexican dream yet. But, okay, until I see his freaking ancestry. His ancestry. Ancestry, there we go. Until I can see that, I don't think. And this is coming from someone close to me found out they were not exactly what they thought they were. They got the swab done and everything. She's African-American, and it turns out she's like 73% freaking Caucasian. But she looks like she's 100% African-American. So until I get the papers, the results, somebody blows it up on the internet, I don't think he's Hispanic. I really don't. You know, I think that Vince McMahon and company would be upset they didn't know he was Hispanic because they would have put him on a lawnmower or something stupid like that or gave him some uh, Jose Cuervo and a sombrero and sent him out there. Yep. You're now teaming with Alberto Del Rio. You guys are going to be called Juanita. What are you talking about? They would have put him under a mask. He would have been one of the luchas. Lucha. 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 Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Okay. I got you. I'm following you on that. He probably would have made more money, though. Yeah. Honestly. That's for sure. I think Kalisto is an idiot. Making money with that lucha, lucha. You making mucha dinero, dinero, dinero. No? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. T-shirts. He, he fucked up. He fucked up. And now he he's going to go up. box. Kalisto is going to be a boxer like Anthony Agogo. Bam, bam, bam. He's going to knock out Cody Rhodes' neck. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Maybe some of the freaking Hispanic will rub off. He'll knock some Hispanic into him, and then Cody can be Hispanic. Yo quiero los manos. Pa, 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 pa. No? Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Oh, okay. Well, Anthony Agogo <laughs> doesn't either. So I, I would need the interpreter. All he's going to understand is that he's going to get beat. No. <laughs> No, I almost just put Cody over already. I don't know what's... I don't think there's money in Cody winning, but I just can't see Cody losing to some scrub. You know what I mean? I can't either. He's Cody. Like, Unless that heinous QT Marshall has something to do with it. Ooh, so heinous. Because... He's not heinous. Like, really? Oh, QT Marshall. Are you serious? Yeah. He's got them out there pressure washing the parking lot. That's just cruel. That's not heinous. If you want to make it, you got to go scrub the parking lot first. Mm-hmm. QT Marshall said so. He's busy <laughs> formatting the show and getting all the times wrong. So exactly, it's like Chris Jericho's up there checking his wrist, wrist piece. He's up there got his watch out because he can't trust QT. He's like, hey, he's like, QT don't know what the fuck he's doing. Somebody in the truck watching me. Damn it! Get the camera off me. I'm checking my watch. Exactly. The ref's not up there. You can't ask. She should have been up there. She should have been out in her car. Listening from the radio. She got up on top of the bus when QT got jumped by yeah, Cody. Yeah, like, what in the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, catwalk. She was doing the catwalk. She's striking her poses. Uh, 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 uh. 
Oh, and I, I got no e. problem with Aubrey because she's out there representing my Seattle Supersonics every chance she gets. She's running around with that Detlef shrimp jersey, it's, but whatever. It's 50-50 just because between her makeup and her ears and I don't I don't get it. Like the big earrings she wears, unnecessary. The lipstick, unnecessary. You can go with a lighter shade. You don't have to go with freaking Roger Rabbit red and like the, just she her could, movements. She could go with green and gold. Is she going to class to be a referee or at least the body movements of an actual referee? I don't remember her moving like that in the past. Like when she first started, I remember no, her being didn't. on top of it. I don't know what happened. She turned sadly all femaleish and look at me. Look, this is not your match. You are not in the match. A couple times, right? Well, I've noticed they don't put her over. The 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 dudes, I don't know what the deal is, but they don't put her over. They act like she don't exist. You know what I mean? And she stands so far away from them and just kind of mimes along with it. But when she does come up in there, it's like, hey, 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 they're like, whatever. Yeah, they don't they don't respect her in any way like that. So she slides in to make the count, right? Right into the the Mickey James camera shot position. Yeah, like, I'm like, whoa, what? Wait a minute. I mean, she's fully clothed. I understand that. But she slides in. Bam, box shot. Bam. Just, she's, I'm waiting for her to hit downward dog. I'm waiting for her to become one of the female wrestlers because that's where she should be. If you're going to sit there and pose and pose and try to get all gussied up, then you should put on some freaking some boots and actually wrestle. Actually go to go to class, learn some and then wrestle. See, but she's she knows the business. Whether she knows the business or not. You can go to wrestling school and get beat up and have to go through all that same drama that everybody else does to maybe make it into one match. Or you can be referee Aubrey and work like four or five matches a night. Yeah, until they decide, bye, Aubrey, here's your bags. I don't know. I don't know if it's that bad. They've had problems with her in the past before, and it only seems to be getting worse now. She had, like, I want to say it was almost like brownish lipstick with, like, green, dark forest green eyeshadow. Why? You're a referee. This match is not about you. Unless you are going to bleed, get ran over, get thrown out, be, be hit unconscious, there is no reason for you to pop out more than the wrestlers. Granted, I understand the wrestlers may not be a good pair or they may not be the top wrestlers. You still shouldn't pass that. You still shouldn't pop more than they do. Okay, how, how about this? How about she just ditches the makeup altogether, right? Goes to regular body poses, acts like a regular referee, and if that's not enough, she can come out... And let's say a Gary Payton jersey. I'm okay with that. And now, is she ref- in? Is she in? No, see, she can't come out in Gary Payton. That's automatically she's going to pop more than the wrestlers. Why can't she wear the Gary Payton jersey? She can in the audience. No, not in the audience when yeah. she's refing the match. Because she's going to pop more. So? No, she can wear the, the home jersey, the white one. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get the Sonics back on TNT. It's been a she long can. time. She can. She can. She can be an announcer. There you go. What? Yep. No. Yeah. Because then everybody's gonna shit on her. That's terrible. They're already shitting on her now. Aubrey, gotta get her stuff together. Yeah. Especially as a fan, you gotta get your shit together. Just go back. Not to get your normal. shit in. Get your shit together. Get get them out of your head. Because once they started, you know, you know that she's not comfortable. You can see it. 
She was at first, though. But when they start getting on you saying, hey, you're hot dogging or you're taking this away from the boys or you're doing this and that. Try so to she... stay out of the camera. Try to do this. Try to do that. Get out of this. Try to do that. Don't do this. So she took that and decided to run and be like, I'm going to be box shot right in the goddamn way. I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't know if she, if that's an accident. She needs to go to school. She needs to go back, sadly. And that doesn't mean be fired from what you're doing now. Do it on a side hustle. Go to school, learn some more, put it in the ring. Because we've talked about how Mickey James has that feel for what camera is on. Her ass knows what every camera is at all freaking times. I don't know how she does it. It's when she's on offense. It's when she's on the cell. It doesn't matter. She just <laughs> She knows. could be outside of the ring as a manager. Her ass is still going to end up right there in your face. How you're not even in the match? <laughs> she she just knows. She's got that feel that she just feels where the camera's at. Well, Aubrey needs to not go to that class, miss that one, go to the serious one. Okay, so we'll stop ripping on Aubrey. Yeah, nothing against her. I'm honestly, as a female, I'm happy she's out there. That's always awesome. But at the same time, you got at least be on the same level as the two wrestlers or more in the ring not outshine them and when you're she's an attractive lady so right off the back you're like oh look who that is people are going to be looking at her in this match that's supposed to be for the belt or something serious that doesn't work for them that doesn't work for the match so you're saying she's pulling attention yes okay you know who's pulling attention now who in the next match christopher daniels Frankie Kazarian, SCU versus the Young Bucks with old Don Callis out there. That was the best Young Buck freaking match ever. Not because of the Young Bucks. You know, I don't like the Young Bucks. Oh, neither I do really I. don't. But I enjoy a good WWE troll when I see it. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I yeah, love like, you. Oh, there, was, there was a few of those in there. It was horrible. That, that, that's the best one. That was good. I'll give him that. You know, that. Because that moment in history, WWE trying to make everybody cry, that was horse shit. And yeah. just for him to do that, uh, for me, to put that down on that shit of level, like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. They were laughing at him because he was gushing. So, yeah, you know they really were not sorry. <laughs> and I don't know if that was the gig that was on the ground laying next to, to yeah, Daniels after either. he took that super kick into the post. There was a, a strange little... Little gimmick there. Yes, yes, there was. I, I, I'm not the camera sure. caught it, but then took it away really, really quickly. But we seen it, and that was just oh. Like but for the the match was kind of strange because you know SCU starts it off hot, and then the Young Bucks take over. But the Young Bucks, I don't know if it's intentional or not. They either don't know how to flow the match properly, or on purpose, they're bringing the match to a pause. To speed it up, to bring it to a pause. To speed it up, to bring it to a pause. I, I'm not. I can't quite grasp what's going on there. But then you end up having Daniels on the outside, leaves Kaz to do all the work. He's doing all the work in the ring while we're seeing um, a hemorrhage here. Yeah. Out of the side of Daniels' face. <laughs> oh my god. And um, when he finally does get back in the match. He's trying to do some crazy stuff after losing a quart of blood out there. Like, seriously. Like he's got a leak, you know what I mean? And that was more than when you give blood, and they tell you to sit down, drink some orange juice, and have some cookies. Like, that, he was way, no, he needed at least a pack of cookies and at least two car like cartons of orange juice just to stand. 
Well, he tried the best moonsault ever, and he slipped on his ass the first time. Oh, my God. But then he nailed it the second time. He did. And honestly, at first I was like, oh, you're going to try the same thing again? But you have to take granted, he's lost a ridiculous amount of blood. There was blood everywhere. There was. Like, oh. And SCU's done. Young Bucks pick up the victory. Young Bucks. God. I mean, I don't know where they're going to head from here. I personally would like to see Kaz put on the uh, suicide <laughs> mask and, and get up and see Daniels out in that curry man, hot oh, and spicy. curry man. You have been like Impact wishing invasion. and praying for that for I don't know how long. Freaking curry man. Well, when they went backstage, the <laughs> we had Moxley and Sons. <laughs> who, were, who were apparently were upset that they, they had got called out to something like a maintenance call and there was nothing to fix so they decided to break shit instead that wasn't even breaking did you see that room already like who just has a pile of junk just right there like just, just junk everywhere they just threw chairs around that was it well the elite bullet club golden era I don't know what these guys are calling themselves but the callous guys they, they just got their junk everywhere you know getting mad they messed up our junk it's junk it was a pile of stuff on the floor I think it was good that they threw all these tables, they kicked all this junk around, and nobody hit the soda machine. Do you notice that, too? That's what I was thinking. I was like, come on. Hit the most expensive thing in there, you already know, right off the bat. Hit that. No. He could have at least took a soda. You don't want to hit the soda machine. The little refrigerator. You don't don't do that. Then he could have at least took a soda. Like, they both could have took a soda. The best was what happened at the end. (laughs) Go ahead. Blow that up. Blow it up, huh? That's the most damage that was probably done to that room. Oh, yeah, because you know as a maintenance man that Mossy's eating some chili dogs. He's at the Wiener Schnitzel for his lunch, and you get a milkshake deep after a chili dog. Uh, uh, Yeah, no, that's called freaking everywhere. Whole bowl full. Whole bowl. All sides. And then when he was in there, he busted out the wrench. (laughs) Man, this toilet's off a little bit. The wax seal's still good, bro, but it's got a little leak underneath there. I'm going to fix this up He broke quick. it some more. It's the next person who sits on it. <laughs> oh, you think he pranked him, huh? Man, oh, I'm yeah. loosen this toilet here. <laughs> when gonna look. Oh, my God, he blew it up and didn't flush. And then Yo, flush. Yeah. All underneath the toilet. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good, Mox. You gonna eat the rest of these fries, bro? Oh no, he left. He wanted nothing to do with that blowing up. He's like, nah, nah, I'll go. Yeah, he's gonna go eat the rest of the fries before Moxie gets there. <laughs> you ate the fries, bro. <laughs> bro, you weren't coming back, man. <laughs> Thought you fell in. That's, that's terrible. He wasn't going in after him, no. He'll save him, but he's not going in after him. We're talking about Dasha backstage with my boy Christian Cage. You do love Christian Cage. He's serious, man. He takes it all. He serious. does. Very serious. And Matt Seidel, he mm. takes it a little bit serious, too. He's telling Christian Cage, hey, man, you got that open contract. It ain't going to be Team Taz unless Matt Seidel's Team Taz. Ugh. He needs the high flyer because, you know, his high flying Ricky Starks, which I think you put the juju on my boy Ricky Starks. Oh, my God. Man, I can't well, believe And later that. on, you'll, we'll get even with that. And I wasn't trying to put I, I don't. I don't like the character. I don't know the guy, but I don't like his character. And his face gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, Ricky Starks, man. So, yeah, Christian Cage is going to be facing Matt Seidel. I have nothing against Matt, Matt Seidel, but I think, honestly, he's, he's going to get a lesson. Oh, yeah? He's going to get that right across his cheeks, yeah. And, uh... Talking about getting into that casino battle royale. Royale. I like how Christian told him, you 
you know, last one didn't end up so good. <laughs> not messing around Christian Cage. Ain't nothing going to fall in place for you. So moving along, we got the AEW World Championship Eliminator match. We got the number one ranked, freshly squeezed, <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange. Versus number two ranked, Pac. I don't know how. I love Orange. I love Orange Cassidy. But honestly, Pac, that's, that, that's, that's a beast right there. That that's a savage in the best possible way, like I, orange I would run, run for your life. <laughs> well, get out now. He should have ran. Yes, yeah, as he soon should've. as as soon as he got into there, he hit the beach break, and it seemed kind of strange. Like, wow, okay, he's coming in hot. What's gonna happen here? Because our our boy freshly squeezed, he takes a kick upside the head. It kind of people have been saying it's the same thing as the Bret Hart spot with Goldberg when he kicked him upside the head. It's the side spot kick. They cut the mule kick. He's not really looking what direction his foot's going. Just going. Lays the kick in there into an oncoming Orange Cassidy <laughs> off the ropes, and Orange is dazed. Oh, poor Orange. And to the point where when Pac picks him back up, we're going to do this powerbomb spot, the timing's off. And I, and that's what causes the the most of this. I mean, I don't know if the, they said a kick knocked him out. Doesn't matter. What the end of that power bomb spot did some damage. I don't care how you look at it. If Ricky Starks has a fractured neck off of what happened to him, Orange Cassidy is lucky that he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. He went to kick up for this power bomb and had to stop his own momentum, get his feet planted again, and go with Pac. And, and and that just that little bit of lag time, that just that little bit of being off, because Orange is just coming up, and he starts to come back down, and Orange comes down on top of his head, his little shoulders, and from there, there's no getting him back to his feet. No, no way. You, and, and I understand he's laid back and he rolls, and he, that was a whole different kind of laid back. That was like not your choice, laid back. And then Aubrey shows her inexperience as a referee in that situation because she's lost. They say that, that it was going to be a 20-minute draw and that there was going to be no clear winner and there was going to be a three-way match. So instead, just send out Kenny Omega, blast which, Pac from behind. Which works because that's all he does anyway. He's always just sent out randomly to freaking talk or get beat up. This little <laughs> flying, this flying leap that Kenny took and barely tapped Pac with kept this guy down for over 10 seconds you know yeah it was, like it was very it was a fluff hit and it just honestly Pac should have just sat there and just shrugged it off i mean v trigger <laughs> you know would have been more impressive yeah and would have made more sense like wow that must have just connected just right upside in his temple and knocked him down but that little phony belt shot i understand they had to do what they had to do on the moment that spot right there and yeah back to aubrey go back to class because you could have ended that. Could have found a way, way quicker. It could be someone who's actually 10 times worse, and you're not going to know what to do. And that can happen. Accidents happen every damn day, especially in this kind of profession. Accidents happen. And you'd have to think that maybe she's getting radio transmission, satellite <laughs> neurally. I don't know. But she's uh, being told what to do at all times. So cutting her some slack again. But she kind of just seemed taken aback by the whole situation and kind of like, oh. So anyways, Orange and Pac facing Kenny Omega, a double or nothing, triple threat. 
I looked here. You already covered the Young Bucks and Good Brothers checking out the damage in their locker room. <laughs> you already talked about that. So there's going to be a tag team match of Double or Nothing. It's going to be the Young Bucks versus Moxley and Sons. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would love to see those freaking... Hair swinging, ridiculous attired, wanting to be freaking the Miz slash Morrison, get their asses handed to them by <laughs> Samson and Sons. <laughs> Waiting for Kingston to bust out. I'm coming, Miss Elizabeth. It's the big one. Oh. <laughs> you know they went through that with the exploding ring. That was that was oh. the big one. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> a dummy. So what? What we got after that? Alex Marvez talking with the old hangman who says Ricky Starks, God bless him. That's mm. man, hangman. Mm, that ain't right. That low ass release on that German suplex is what put Ricky Starks in that spot, in my opinion. Ricky Starks, he may not be the most proficient backflip expert, but he can land on his feet, you know. But when somebody's got you clutched that low around your waist, how you unless they pop you with their hips big time. Where you get this momentum from. Exactly. He's lucky he didn't land even worse than he did with Hangman's sloppy ass. Hangman living the gimmick. Bet you he's drinking that Jack Daniels for real before he's going out there. Better watch it, Karma. Karma likes to have fun. That's all I'm going to say. Well, Karma already having fun with his ass. He's in the Dark Order. Come on. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> See, Karma works in mysterious weeds. You never know. <laughs> you went from the elite. To the dark order, buddy. Yeah, that's 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 not looking up. That's not moving on up. Mm-mm. As much as I love AEW now, I'm no longer 50-50. I'm pledging allegiance to the flag. <laughs> the dark order still is not going to get over with me. That's just not going to No, work. I don't even understand the point. Honestly, I really think they're extras and they need to make a group so they came up with the dark order. Well, yeah, these guys are pressure washing yeah, exactly. out back. And we told them that you already owe us $5,000 for the QT Marshall Wrestle Factory. And... <laughs> You know, when you get on TV, we'll pay you 150 bucks. So if you just stand there as part of the job squad, eventually at $150 an episode, you're going to make your five G's back. That but is you're ridiculous. not getting paid for pressure washing that parking lot. Do not even think about asking. We're not covering anything else. But what we're covering is the coronation of the pinnacle. <laughs> you say the coronation. That's what they called it, the coronation. MJF has the crown. I told you that earlier in the oh, day when you said, Oh, that was just a horrible. How is this a coronation? I said, Because he took the crown. And you said, Huh? And what did he come out with? The freaking crown. Hey, well, I don't know if he came out with it. I don't know. It was put on him. It's placed upon the brow of one young Maxwell Jacob Friedman. They had flowers Friedman. out there and everything. Friedberg. That was just too much. Just too, too, too much. And too many of them talk. Like, honestly, they should have just kept it to just MJF talking because now between freaking you got one person talking, one person talking, one person talking. And for the most part, it's never about the group. It's about the individual in the group. It's not NASCAR. They're not all going for the same goal. Other than other than beating up freaking their opponents. Yes, but they're not really. They're trying to put themselves over within the group, though. MJF goes along his way explaining what happened. Yes. Explaining his dominance, yes. his group's dominance, you know. There's nothing left for them to conquer. That's what I was getting out of it, is they've run these guys out. We took their spot. I'm wearing the crown. These are my boys. Pay us. 
And then Tully grabs the mic. And Tully's like, yeah, guess what? We're dominant. Pay us. And a little bit of that money. Here, I put into some watches. Here, everybody have a watch. Here, yeah. There's your watch. There's my watch. This is the Oprah show. Everybody's getting Which a watch. I'm guessing was a little, like, stab at Jericho checking his watch. Could have been. Or it could have been the Rolex thing with Flair. The oh, Four Horsemen. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But that is a good point. A little Jericho rib there. We all got watches now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all could check the time. Mm-hmm. In the middle of this, what's left of the inner circle comes out in this golf cart looking contraption <laughs> with Jack Swagger honking the horn like a drunken driver, even though he's not driving. <laughs> He's a drunk with side seat driver. He's the drunk passenger driver who go. just keeps honking the horn and going, yeah! <laughs> so they finally get their attention, demand their match, and MJF says, no, you ain't getting no match. Sorry, no. brother, Which it's done. They've already beat them. Fair is fair. Well, fair isn't fair. Because right here on Monday Night Raw, they... Um, <laughs> What are we watching again? Dynamite? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On uh, Dynamite, we're going to have a good old-fashioned bubbly bath. <laughs> so bust it, it out. Too good. Jericho too comes good. up from the back. Hey, guess who's here? Guess who's back? Once again. Nope, nope, and more nope. Get him, Sammy. <laughs> and so Sammy unleashes hellfire on these guys. Sammy needs to go to school for AIM. <laughs> Just a little bit of the bubbly. Just a little bit, you know? Not the same pressure as the milk coming out for Kurt Angle. Yeah. Not the pressure for Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out with the beer. But That you know, would have been the good one right there. The bubbly's lightly carbonated. <laughs> and, and very slippery. So these guys are going to be in for a world of hurt anyways. It just takes a little bit. A little How bit goes a long way. ran out of the way? Just the two, Ortiz and his uh, his brother or whatever. Like, no, they got hit the most. Ortiz in the inner circle. Oh, my bad. He's he he's a uh, behind he the wheel. The I Good Brothers, no. The Good Brothers are yeah, not okay. there. The Good Brothers are with Kenny Omega. The other two, I don't. We're I don't. Talking about FDR. Yes, there we go. Dax and Cash. Just remember, it rhymes with Axe and Smash, like Demolition. But they're nowhere near Demolition. No, I'm not going to remember that. But they're a traditional, old school throwback tag team. Look at that mustache. <laughs> I'm just about to say that. Yeah. How would they not be an old school throwback tag team with that type of mustache? They are. They 100% are. Well, those mustaches, can I just say that? Can I just call them the mustaches? Those mustaches took the most of the hit up for the team from the bubble. Shout out to Dax's mustache. Yes. He's taking care of business there just with the mustache. Just with the mustache. Just, just with that thing strapped to his face. He means business. He's Dax the Axe. We got Cash the Smash. And they're in there slipping and falling on their ass. Yes. You know, on this bump, just a little bit goes a long way, like I said. So, you know, MJF, that boy, you know, for as much dance moves as he has, he has no balance <laughs> once there's bubbly on the dance floor. Because he was slipping and falling. And I mean, only Wardlow was the only guy who wasn't putting over this little stream that was coming at him. He's like, I'm not falling on my ass for this. Yeah, no. He just stood there. He took it. Well, like... He didn't stand there. He tried to keep Maxwell Jacob Friedman on his feet, and it just was impossible. He's like, boss, what are you doing? He's like a baby deer when they first are born. Right. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Get up. Maybe he drank some. Yeah, did you get a mouthful of that? Get up <laughs> on your feet, boy. What are you doing? Shout out to Wardlow for not selling the stream. Yes. It was small, unaimed. Like, it was just everywhere. It was like when 
It's like when you're freaking, I don't have a son, but I have brothers. It's like when they first learned to pee in the toilet. It was just everywhere. Just, just absolutely everywhere. So MJF realizes that, you know what? He's been outclassed. He's been outsmarted. <laughs> he's been just, it's it's all uphill for here now. You know, he's got to do the work again. So, <laughs> you know what? It's on. Dude, you want your rematch? You're going to get your rematch. But it's going to be in the stadium stampede. Oh, God. That nonsense. Oh, absolute freaking nonsense. So we're nonsense. going back to the gridiron, baby. We're going Jacksonville Jaguars football field. Nonsense. A waste of time and nonsense. Though I'd rather watch that than Raw any day. But still nonsense. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens this time around. Because the last time around it was against the Elite. The inner circle and the elite, and yeah. um, we know how the elite guys get down. A little bit different than how the pinnacle gets down. So yeah, they're at least more real, and they they'll fight with you. It'll they, be a fight. They don't mind fighting. So we'll yeah. we'll see how this stadium stampede goes down with some guys who are down to. We we've seen them in the in the blood and guts match. They'll do what it takes. Though sadly, I think Christopher Daniels did more blood and guts. <laughs> Just one match in that whole thing. Cody Rhodes accidentally got his own. That is true. Like I when he put old QT in that figure four. That was he was gushing like, and it was a good stream and everything. But hands down, freaking Christopher Daniels. So we got a whole roster of guys who don't mind losing. No. A quart or two of blood. Sammy, you need to go to school though. And speaking of losing a quart or two of blood. We got an old-style Jim Ross sit-down interview with the DMD, Britt Baker. And yes. she don't mind losing a quarter to her blood either. No, she doesn't. I freaking, I did not really like her character. I didn't. I was like, what is this broad doing? Go away. Get some muscles. I ain't got time for this. But after seeing that, I was like, oh, no, you real. Oh, okay, we, we cool. Are you talking about when Sheeta broke her face open or are you talking about her... Uh, unsanctioned match, the lights un- out match, unsanctioned match. Yes, the lights out match with Thunder Rosa. The, I, I have this thing of I, there is I'll fight against you, or I'd rather have you in my arsenal when I gotta fight somebody. She in the arsenal. <laughs> like I don't want to fight against her. I want her on my team when I gotta go against somebody else. Well, she said that the women's division has been on life support. Mm-hmm. Carl Shida has been keeping it on life support. But she is the pulse. And when you have a pulse, you don't need life support. You don't need no machine. You breathe on your own. So, pretty fucking hard to kill DMD Britt Baker looking to take that title away from Hikaru Shida. What do you think? I'm I'm rooting for her. 100% rooting for her. And Shida's big thing is she wanted to defend this title in front of a crowd. So, she's going to get it. Yeah. that's That would be a win-win right there. Oh, win, win, win. She gets to go in front of the crowd. Freaking DMD freaking brings it back to life. And they both get to be like, everybody's going to see it. You're going to get that that pop just right off the back. Well, we're looking to the future in the next match because Thunder Rosa took on Jasmine and Lure. And, of course, we saw Thunder Rosa do her Thunder Rosa thing and just try to hurt somebody for no good reason. Yeah. It's almost like street fight every time. That's what uh, Britt Baker has. Thunder Rosa has a victory over her that doesn't count because it was unsanctioned. DMD's <laughs> going to be snatching that title, and Thunder Rosa says, it's my time. Mm-mm-mm. So there's the angle there. So then we can move on to Tony Schiavone interviewing Jade Cargill. 
She is what? Oh. What is she? Oh, she's that bitch. And what are you not? I'm not that bitch. There you go. <laughs> and they mean the same thing. They mean exactly the That's same thing. That's another female I would love to have in my arsenal because I'm not coming against her. <laughs> oh, no. So she's got all these people trying to court her, all these people trying to handle her business. And she says, I can handle my own business. Look at her. She is smart enough. She is freaking, she's ripped beyond rip beyond rip. She can handle her own business. She don't need nobody trying to rip her off or freaking do anything for her. She knows what she wants. But it, she's, she says she's going to listen to the offers, though. That's smart. Okay. That's, that's not okay. dumb. Keep, keep that ear to the ground, but know where you stand. Well, I know where I stand. Where is that? I stand firm in, in my belief that this next match was going to be total decimation <laughs> and destruction. And is pretty much unfair. Are we thinking what I'm thinking? We're going with the best man, Miro. <sighs> versus the TNT champion. Oh my god. Darby Allen. Darby, why? <laughs> and Darby said, You're not taking it from me. You're underwhelming. You don't know who you are. I know exactly to. who I am. <laughs> Takes us back to his home up there in Washington, says, Check this out. This is where I this this is me. Mm-mm-mm. Sadly, the best man didn't even need anything like that because we knew what was going to happen. We already knew. They tried to work it back and forth. Mm. But when when uh, Miro goes on offense, it was just, it was a mismatch. And the fact that they had Darby go as long as they did. <sighs> he went freaking even, like, how long before the bell even rung? Mm-hmm. Like, that was just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It really was. See, that's the ambulance going to pick up Darby Allen right now. And his skateboard. And his skateboard. <laughs> he doesn't have the belt anymore, but his skateboard's there still. He tried to fight a <sighs> wild bear. That's like a Wolverine <laughs> slash wild bear. Like, like that. that's just no. And he did. <sighs> so Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky show up. No. Right? They take out Sting's his. leg. And they beat up Sting a little bit. Which, I'm sorry, I'm very disappointed in Sting. He did nothing. He could have swung that bat around several freaking times, but he did nothing. So, Miro gets Darby in his finish. And um, I'm not I'm not going to, to task here with everybody involved saying this was stupid. But I'm just going to come out and say that the finish of this match was stupid. Yes. The finish of this match was fucking stupid. And incorrect. Any of these any of these high-impact moves that Miro did to Darby could have been the finish of that match because Darby folds in half and sells like a million bucks and Miro's <laughs> three times his size. He could have done anything to him except put him in his own finishing mover, maneuver and lay on his own back. Exactly. With Darby on top of him. Counting him out. In a pinning predicament. That the referee should notice that both of Miro's shoulders are on the ground and count one, two before Miro realizes, oh shit, my shoulders are on the ground and lifts one up off of the ground. Then I got no problem with that. Sadly, that's a WWE freaking ref that wouldn't do that. They would check the shoulders. You have to make sure. If one of his shoulders were up off of the ground and he had Darby in that position, I have no problem with it. Darby passes out from the pain. And then we go home. 
But as it stands, the way I seen it, Darby pinned him. Yeah. Darby should still have the belt. A hundred freaking percent. Because both, you look flat on the ground. Flat. Like you said, he could have done one shoulder. You said earlier, he could have just done a little crunch and easily freaking tapped him out. Easily. Mm-hmm. Passed out Darby. Mm-hmm. Then you would have lost. But no, that match a hundred percent should have went to Darby. Because he was on top of him. And Miro had his stuff on the ground. Completely one, two, three. Well, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, they show up again. Now Sting starts fighting back. He's giving yeah, them Sting chops. He's doing the he's doing the punches. He's trying his best to fight now. A little hobbling around because he got chop blocked earlier, but it's a little late. And here comes the Dark Order. The Dark Order. <sighs> the Dark Order. And Miro's in the middle of the ring. He's got that new belt looking at it. He's got the best man smile. He's looking, I am best man. You know, I'm going to go on later tonight, Twitch, and I'm going to stream best man. That's right. Beat Darby Allen. That's all right. It's so good. It's so good. Don't look at my wife. Excuse me? You understand? Now we're okay. Yes, best man. Okay. Nice. And then we see Jake the Snake. At least this is in my peripheral vision how I seen it. Jake the Snake stumbling, falling, clutching yes. his chest, <laughs> <laughs> trying to hold back Lance Archer. The murder hawk monster wants a piece of Miro's ass, and it's going to happen. Oh, he wants more than a piece. He's in, and the Miro looks him up and down like, you're a big man. Nice competition. Yes, I'd be great to fight you. I will say, Miro, he does like competition. He doesn't really want to go out and freaking just destroy like Darby Allen, sadly. He wants a good fight. He wants a challenge, and he's going to get it. Majorly going to get that challenge because you are not going to fling him around like a rag doll. There's no way. None. And that's how we went off the air. Mm-hmm. Jake the Snake trying to hold back Lance Archer saying, not right now, man. Have not a heart attack. <laughs> Jake the Snake can't talk right. It's been years since Jake the Snake talked right. Jake the Snake talks like this now, man. Ew. He needs to be at home. I hate to say it. He needs to be at home, though. With some tea and the TV remote in his hand watching. That's what he needs to do. Shoot, put him on one of those little earpieces. He could talk to Tony Khan from there and he could Skype. He could do something. He could Zoom. He should be at home, though. That's what you think? That's my opinion, yes. Well, that's how we're going home. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> because that's the, that brings us to the end of the Dynamite review. See, way better than that first hour of three of Raw. Way freaking but i was excited to turn it on i stopped everything i was doing was like oh snap i'm four minutes late and jumped on and actually was quite entertained and not with everything not with all the storylines not with all the characters but compared to one hour of freaking raw i was quite entertained i'm at the ladies down like this i'm a broadcast journalist okay (laughs) Okay, I don't have time to be going around and doing these things that other people do. You well, know? I try. I, I got to try to keep it professional, Monsoon. I'm trying to. Do, oh. I'm trying to do these things around here, Gorilla, to keep this team going. You know, I'm the brain here, yeah, Ham and Ager. I'm trying to keep you, humanoid, uh, informed of the Ring of Honor. You know, because this is the family. This is like the Heenan family. I got to. I'm doing these. I, I handle things. I'm. A, I'm a manager. I wrestled like a manager. Managed like a wrestler. 
Yeah, you're the captain. Remember, the captain only is a, does anything because of the co-captain. Will you stop? Yeah, class. Going to school, that is your thing, yes, man. Yes, it so we're is. Take There's this so thing much to, to learn. So much to learn still. I'm going to end it on that one. This episode dedicated to the memory of New Jack. And if you don't agree, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs>